0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with Moses. And welcome back. Second show of the day. We had the Nooner earlier today to go over the news. And now we got Patriot Lambeau in the house. Gonna do an interview, uh, an interview show with them. Brand new guest, never been here before. So we're gonna give him a warm welcome. Lily's Flowers, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. And Little Wolf and Scott and Sonny. We got Sonny backstage with the baby, or we got Sonny in comments tonight with the baby. Raisa and Alex King, you guys, welcome to the live. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. Um, I drew a blank. I have a thing that I'm supposed to say. I keep forgetting. Oh, yeah. The Shipwreck Show is for entertainment purposes only. Don't report us. Dang. Bunch of crybabies. It's all good. Brooks, welcome to live. It's good to see you and Jack's mom. Patriot Lambo, extra Lambo. I don't know. You've been through a few TikTok names, I think, at this point. Lambo. Yeah, just, Lambo just works for me. Lambo, welcome to the show. It's good to see you. Thanks, Thanks for having being me. Here.
1: Yeah, we've Absolutely. gone through a few accounts just like you have and every time you make an account, you start making videos and you would think that you were, you know, selling children that would get videos taken down. We're talking about our country, we're talking about our flag, we're talking about being patriotic. TikTok don't like that. So, we we go through many accounts.
0: Yeah, TikTok really does like it when you when you talk about kids though. They they seem to blow those videos up and you have a hard time taking down the CP accounts on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, they do. TikTok is um I don't know. I kind of walked away from it this last week. I made another video yesterday, but I'm kind of distancing myself. And we kind of went to Twitter. Are you on Twitter?
1: I am on Twitter. It is purely underscore lambo. If anybody wants to look, I, I try to. TikTok actually took out lambo. I can't have my name on on my account, what? so I got to get creative. Like right now, I'm at lambo talk. It's all one one word, but I can't just have my five letters of lambo.
0: Like it does say it's not available, you just can't have it.
1: It says, Yeah, it says, uh, this is not recognized on our format.
0: What yeah. they've never ever done that to me. We've been banned 28 times now. That's crazy. They've never done they've never done that to me. They've fully like device banned me, though. Have you ever had that happen? Yep. They don't, I guess they don't, they don't yep. do that much I've anymore. That. I've
1: reset my entire phone, and it is pure yes. hell to try to get your phone reprogrammed back to the way you had it. <laughs> But one thing, if you guys do do a device ban, write down your passwords first, put them, put those somewhere else. Don't leave them on your phone and be a dumb, dumb. Like I did delete the yeah. thing and then try to log in because your Google password is still on your phone that now you can't get into.
0: Right. I have a notebook for, I've had to factor reset my phone and I'm probably five times. I've been device banned and I have a notebook full of all my passwords and stuff because I'll never, cause my mine's all thumbprint. So I never remember the mm-hmm. passwords to anything.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Right. Same thing.
0: Right. Do you ever get tired of doing the account? Like make, I get tired. Like I'm kind of there right now. Maybe that's just today and this last week, but I'm just over TikTok. Like I'm over it. Lelon must bought Twitter. And so I can go on and, and then they removed the COVID misinformation, uh, uh, guy, you know, the guidelines that they were following for COVID misinformation. They removed them like two days ago. And so you can go on and you can question the COVID narrative. You could, and they won't take it down. Yep. And that's my jam, it's man. It's a little late, but that's my jam. Have you ever thought about just stopping on TikTok? Like, do you ever get that frustrated with it? Or are you not quite there yet? Or well, maybe if I go, all?
1: if I go all the way back to why I actually got on the TikTok, it was to see all the creepy guys who were in my daughter's comments of her posts. Oh. That was the main reason I, I didn't, I didn't really, it was a kid's app. Right. It like, right. just like everybody else, it's a kid's app. I don't really want to be a part of TikTok, but I That's want to cool. know who's, who's infiltrating my daughter's messages. I do fly fishing. My, my best friend, me and Brooks Kling, we, he does a, a guided fly trip. So if you guys want to see him gypsy fly fishing, but it was fly fishing. It was baseball. I'm a baseball player. I'd watch some of those. I'm a cook. So a mm-hmm. chef. So I was looking for ideas there. And then it was like, there's got to be other people who Want freedom of speech, who want patriotic stuff to talk about. And then that's when I kind of found you guys. And then it became now what it is of, of where my accounts are at and what I talk about. And I talk about prepping and, you know, creating groups and learning the basics other than just buying a bunch of gear off of Amazon. Uh, Mr. Freedom Stick, you guys all know him. I was buying stuff on Amazon just because I'm, I'm behind in all of that. And he's like, what do you, what do you do if you lose it? What do you do if it gets stolen? He's the one that said, retain the knowledge of how to use the stuff, how to use other stuff that are similar to the stuff that you're buying in case you lose it or it gets stolen, but it's the knowledge. And then, and that's where I've really started diving in on the, on the preparedness part of thing.
0: Now there's a lot of people that found their, their prepped and prepared just in this last couple of years. There's, a lot of fear porn out there that things might go wrong. And that at one point, I think a lot of concern about a food shortage. I think that's, we talked about this for, oh, fuck, like in a year, probably a good year before it it was happening. Like the people, people on TikTok, they could see it coming because of the supply chain and then because of the, the cost of, of like hay and, and things to feed the livestock. And then because of gas and like this food chain, this food shortage was coming. It's coming. The fires, it's coming. And so we would talk about it and- a lot of people were screaming that they're going to run out of food. And I always kind of stood by the the logic that I didn't think we were ever going to run out of food necessarily. It was going to be that we weren't going to be able to afford it. And that's kind of where we are now. I pay eight something for a gallon of something, something like that, eight something for a gallon of milk here in Cowtown In Cowtown. I, our, our eggs are six bucks. Like I can't, we can't afford to to buy anything. So when you're prepping and you're doing kind of what you do, Does that, does that help people save money maybe too then in the long run? Or how do you kind of talk to people about that? Maybe not so much the food shortage part.
1: Yeah. If you can buy in bulk and really understand how to separate things. Like if you can buy burger in bulk, get it in Ziploc bags. You buy, you know, tomato sauce, spread it out Mm -hmm. into different jars. Um, But use your sales. Lots of coupons. I call them coupons. 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 (laughs) Coupons. Use your coupons, use your apps that are on, you know, on, uh, on your phone. Amazon actually has a really good selection of food that they have weekly deals for your food that comes in. I bought a lot of sauce. I bought a lot of chili for, um, not chili, uh, uh tomato peppers for okay. salsa. They've got lots of stuff on there. Use the dollar store. I did an entire podcast, a little extra Lambo podcast on using the dollar store. They've got lots of great stuff there that you can get bulk of at a really cheap cost. Mm -hmm. When it comes to, when it comes to food in your grocery store, I'm in Washington state. I pay for, I usually buy eggs by the five dozen. I'm paying maybe eight or $9 here at the store. I was just down in Scottsdale, Arizona, $29 for one of the five, five dozen packs of eggs.
0: Well, that makes sense because that's, we're at six bucks for a dozen. So if I were to get five, I mean, you're right out there, right there at 29, 30 bucks. Mm -hmm.
1: I was, I was like, wow, that's just crazy. $9 for like an 18 pack or something like that. Mm -hmm. That just blew my mind. I was like, next time I'm just going to ship eggs down.
0: Right. Well, eggs are, and eggs are supposed to be kind of like your, your college kid, cheap food too, right? You mix eggs with your ramen, you mix eggs with your rice to get protein. It's always been that cheap food and it's, it's not anymore. It's it's right up there with our eggs cost more than a pound of ground beef right now. A pound of yep. ground beef runs us about five bucks. A carton of eggs runs six and change. And we have a dollar store. That's all we got. So I live in a very small town. We have a dollar store. And then we've got like a, a Fiesta Foods. So it's like this little grocery store. So everything's a little more expensive because it has to come a lot further. But the inflate like the price of food is is crazy. A lot of people foregoed like their traditional Thanksgiving dinner this year and did frozen pizzas instead, mm. which is it sounds fun. Like, well, you know, it's kind of cool, but it's, it's kind of sad too. It's different. Um under three dollars. I mean, our milk has no more than four dollars and three. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. We've we've been talking about it for a long time. Heather, Lily's flowers, thank you so much. Here's for a generator. I need one. I know. I lost power last night. So what do you do for power? Like when you lose power or like we lost power yesterday in the middle of my live, And so we had to redo it today, but what are some ways that people can, um, prepare themselves for maybe a power outage or an extended power outage?
1: Definitely get a generator. Um, if you can afford one, get one that's on runs on fuel as well as propane, natural gas always, if you can buy, so is what I've been doing is cheating the system. You get an okay. old tank, an old propane tank that they're not going to refill anymore because they're dated you can take that okay. tank to the store, get into the cage. Cause you get some dumb kid that just doesn't know what, you know, he's not looking for that stuff. He just wants to get right. the transaction done, get a brand new tank, store it, get the extra things of fuel. When you fill up maybe once a month, put that in your car and then fill up the gas can itself keep rotating in your fuel. So it doesn't, you don't get the separation or the gelling or, you know, whatever, whatever gas, the separation that gas does, but just keep that stuff rolling. And then it just becomes a habit. It doesn't become, well, I don't want to forget this. And I, I I really got to put my, put myself out to go do this activity, just make it a part of your daily or monthly routine. And then before you know it, it's just now that's your way of life.
0: Okay. I like i've never thought about that like switching and rotating them out lightly. i've never thought about that i should have the price of gas the way it is now yeah
1: well it's like your lawnmower you don't want to start you know you're with the fuel that's in there at the beginning of the season when you start mowing your lawn you want to dump that out clean out your tank because you get that, that settlement in the bottom of it that's what will happen in your gas tanks or in your gas cans as well so every every month or two months drain that all out put it in your car and then refill it up with new. And then, you know, you've got enough.
0: Now, have you always been kind of a prepper kind of preparedness kind of guy, or is this something you, you dove into kind of brand new?
1: My family, like we grew up in the middle of Montana. So we, 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 yes. And no, we kind of got away from it. We used to can, we used to have a big garden. Um, My grandparents owned a dairy farm. We had my aunt and uncle lived in the same kind of the horseshoe that my grandparents did they had a garden and we were you know you sit on the back porch and snap peas with grandma that's what I did growing up I loved it loved eating the fresh peas with my grandma and that's what we did canned you you were just prepared that was just what we did and then as I grew older went to college started my own family you kind of got away from all of that and then adulting kind of smacks you in the face you can't just go out every night and go buy your food and you end up paying this ridiculous cost when you can go out and buy two weeks worth of food. And that's a little bit cheaper than buying it every freaking night. Right. Then you start going, all right, well, I need to do this. I need to separate my burger. I need to buy a bulk thing of chicken breast. That's just kind of how it starts. And then now it's, it's, you know, me and my three kids, I make sure that I've got our meals planned by the week. I ask them what they want for different meals. And that's how I go and shop. If it's a good price on something, if chicken breast is a good price, I'm going to buy another pack and it's going to go in the freezer. So that's just, that's what we do.
0: Now, do you think you carried that mentality with you from like your grandparents? Cause we do the same thing, but I've always done this. Like since I was even, as soon as I got my first place, I have always been one. I make all my meals at home. I've always had meat in the freezer, but I had, adapted that mentality from my mom who had adapted it from her grandparents and so on and so forth is that you always fill your freezer, always shop for the sales. Do you feel like that's something that you carried with you or is that something you learned just kind of brand new – Trying to get your budget under control.
1: Like when we were growing up, my dad drove truck coast to coast. So my dad wasn't home. He was out making a living, supporting the family on the road. So it was my mom. My mom would go and work a job. She would come home. I would get home from school and pull stuff out of the freezer. So that way it was thawed, whatever needed to be done. If I could start it, sometimes she didn't like when I started making the food, but as you know. (laughs) I was learning, and and you know we didn't want to burn stuff, but it happened. But so I, you know, I'd start that, I'd pull it out and get it in the pan and start going. But when mom got home, it wasn't well. Let's go out and get dinner because we lived out in the middle of the country. We didn't have right. a McDonald's around the corner. We didn't have so when we went out to eat, that was like that was like you know you're going out to the movies. That it was a special occasion. A special we went to occasion. McDonald's for for chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. My kids are like, yeah, let's just go stop by and grab a thing of chicken nuggets. It's not really that big of a deal. For me growing up, it was that we had the Arctic Circle. I love Arctic Circle. We would go there, and it was like, oh my, we got to put on our nice Sunday clothes because we're yes. going to Arctic Circle. <laughs> Maybe the Kmart. How, Maybe the Kmart.
0: How old? Can I ask how old you are?
1: I'm 43.
0: Okay. So we're, I'm, some 39, I'll be 40 in the spring. And so that makes sense because we are the same way. And that's another tradition that I carried over with my kids. Now we've got a McDonald's that's right down here, right? You know, it's like four blocks away, but we don't eat there. Like we eat at home every night. And then if we do get McDonald's, it is just that it is a special occasion. Actually, we don't get McDonald's anymore since I learned about some stuff. We do Dairy Queen, which is right across the street, but it is a special occasion. We do pizza on Friday nights. Um, Cause we feel like that's a special occasion too. And and that's something that I have adapted to again from my groom. Cause we were the same way. And if we were going to go out to eat, like, like at a Denny's, a Denny's was like a steakhouse to us. Like we had to dress up a little bit and like put jeans and a nice shirt on before <laughs> my dad would take us. Look fucking Denny's. Yeah, That's crazy that you guys are the same way. Yeah, we grew up,
1: I was, I'm from Haver, Montana. If anybody knows where Haver, Montana is, it's 30 minutes from the Canadian border, about in the middle of the state. And when I was growing up, we lived outside of Haver, Montana. So I went to a really small school that our whole school had 60 kids. Okay. So we had some grades that were combined with, you know, seven kids per class, but we had third and fourth grade were together. So right. when I started school to the point where I, obviously we moved away, but they graduated, we had 24 kids from kindergarten to graduation day of people who had moved in and out. That's how small that school was. So when I say like Arctic, the Arctic Circle was the place, you know, we got excited to go to, right. that, I mean, I'm legit saying that because we grew up in the middle of a wheat field. So I had my four wheeler, my dogs and a, and a shop and that's what we had rattlesnakes
0: that's yeah that's crazy i love that though i love that you you had that experience when you were growing up like i said we were much the same with so many memories of that and it's so special now for my kids like it's a big deal to do these kind of things and to eat out and i i wanted to instill that in them um talk to me a little bit now we're so we're kind of going through this and now you have a podcast and i know you brought it up earlier how, I want to talk about the podcast a little bit. How did you get started doing the podcast or when did you get started doing the podcast?
1: So I got, uh, my podcast is a little extra Lambo, as you can see in the bottom of the screen there. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a a secondary project that I had, uh, during COVID or right before COVID me and my, my friend, Albert Garza, we did a podcast called the hot cast one radio podcast. And it was basically, it was basically supposed to be a thing to kill time and talk about the baseball league that we played in we wanted to talk to other players within the league talk to other leagues that are in the state in the region and just kill time well then it okay. turned into we started interviewing major league players we started interviewing minor league players we started doing we had a golf pro on we've had uh you know just a variety of people and then i started wanting to have friends i have a sommelier who she's a a friend who's a sommelier i wanted to talk to her about what she does but it didn't fit in the sports aspect
0: what's so a, what's a what is a sommelier
1: a wine it's a wine taste she she understands wines to fit them to what steak that's, you're eating or what meal you're eating it's it's awesome she's she's That's a
0: job company. that you could get
1: yeah it's it's called a sommelier
0: we're in the wrong line of business.
1: Yeah, right. She's down I in Miami. Be a...
0: She's
1: okay, down I'm in sorry. Miami and she okay. uh I mean she's got restaurants all over the place and people from all over the country that are there and you know she tells them what wine they should drink for what mood they're in, what they're eating, what time of year. And yeah, She's, she's got a work cut out for her.
0: I feel like I need to get in touch with her. I'm very curious. I don't drink anymore, but I feel like that's, that's, I'm very curious about this. Well, you but can use a-
1: wine to cook with, you know, if you have certain rosés that you can use in meats or, you know, okay. you have a noodle dish, you can use wine to cook that it Man. wine is used for lots of things other than just having a good time and drinking.
0: Now I want to go back to the baseball league stuff though. So you played professional baseball or you played no, I,
1: I played college ball up until okay. the point where I did not get drafted. And then now I play and it's like a softball league, but it's, it's baseball. We play uh, wood bats, metal cleats, throw as hard as we can, try not to get hurt. And then in October we have the, it's the MSBL world series where you get teams from all over the country. Um, Canada, we played a team from Ireland this year. That we all go down to arizona and spend a week down there and play and you know we chase a we chase a ring they have all different age groups um 18 25 32 i play in the 45 but it goes all the way up to 72 to 75 year olds and these wow these little men out there still loving the game of baseball the, out on the ball okay. field we play in all the minor league or the i'm sorry the spring training fields down in scottsdale arizona it's a great time. It's a great time just to get away. It's a vacation and, and you, you know, you try not to burn. I'm a ginger. So being from Washington state and going down there, I try my best not to burn.
0: I, yeah. I know that feeling very well. How, um, so where did you play college ball at?
1: I played for university of Jamestown, Jamestown, North Dakota.
0: Oh, cause it's in North Dakota.
1: North Dakota.
0: North Dakota. Yeah. Um, but you didn't get, can I ask like what happened with the draft? You just didn't get Uh, drafted. You weren't.
1: Yeah. I was followed by the pirate or the Padres and the Tigers. I kind of expected to, you know, get a phone call from one of them and it just didn't happen at that level. You're competing against the entire world. Mm -hmm. I was bitter towards the game. I love the game of baseball. I, I I can still watch it. I can still watch the little intricacies that go on. I love coaching now, but Mm -hmm. at that time I didn't get drafted. I got bitter because I felt, spited like why why wasn't I there I can do just as much as they can but you're competing against the entire world so it was you know just something that that happened and then I found a new path
0: so what was your new path after so you were gonna it sounds like baseball was a big part of your life it sounded like that was yes. kind of your future what your plan was. was for the future so yeah. what I happened after I that
1: do anything else I thought I right. was gonna play baseball I thought I was gonna get drafted have the you know the storybook career I guess And plan B was my college degree. So I got a degree in criminal justice with a minor in psychology or in sociology. And I kind of walked away from that for a girl. Don't walk away from things Ah. for the opposite. I'm telling you guys that right now, follow your dreams. The girl will come to you or the guy will come to you however you want to do it. So uh, another part of the extra Lambo podcast is talking about you following your, your path. It's, um, The, the red pill side of, of my show. That was a mistake that I made. I shouldn't have left my dreams of becoming a police officer is what I wanted to do was be a, a drug and drug task force guy. I wanted to run through the door, break it down and say, stick them up. Bad guys. The cops are here. But <laughs> I didn't. I went get on your knees. <laughs> so well,
0: what out ha- you can't, t- you can't get in there and not tell us what, what happened with the girl.
1: Um, three days later, she said she didn't feel the same way about me. And, and I went to that part of the state back to my best friend's couch, tried on there for a while. We had some, you know, a week of fun, but it led me to meet my kid's mother. I had three, I have three amazing kids with her, same mom. Um, it didn't work out between us and, but you know, we're still good friends today and but I wouldn't have had my kids if I wouldn't have come all halfway across the country for this girl. And I wouldn't have met, you know, my, my children's mother. So there was a
0: reason. There is, there's always a reason for things like that. And I'm glad that you see that now and you're no longer (laughs) a bitter, bitter by not getting drafted, bitter at the girl. Talk to me about the red pill side of your podcast a little bit. Now I know you do the baseball stuff and it sounds, that sounds cool. Like I'm, I'm Mm kind of here for that. The wine connoisseur thing is still kind of hanging in my brain. What about the red pill side of it? Where did that start? And what is that all about?
1: So the the red pill gets a bad tone thrown at it, right? Red pill Agreed. for some people are, it's it's just about dominance and you're in a relationship, but you control everything that you're, that no, I'm gonna just use my aspect, that your wife does. I tell her what she can and can't do. That's not red pill. That's bullshit controlling. Red pill is is you making yourself better So that you're better for your family. It's not about, it's not about, well, I'm just going to stop working out. I'm going to stop making myself better. I'm not, I'm going to stop living my life so that I can just have people walk all over me. The red pill to me is if I'm not strong for my family, if I'm not doing what I have to do for my family to be better than what it was while I was a kid or growing up, then I'm failing as a father. So
0: okay.
1: I don't want to have, I don't want to be in a relationship where I have the, my partner is controlling. I don't want to have a partner who is forcing me to do things that I don't want to do, who is talking down to me, who is, you know, you understand what I'm saying. I want to have an equal partner who is strong, who is, who is feminine yet. an and alpha, I'm going to use the word alpha an alpha female as well, because I believe, I believe that an alpha male and an alpha female together who understand what it takes to make a relationship work is your power couple i guess but it it's, yeah. it just makes for a good relationship you both understand you. your roles you both understand what it takes to have a good relationship that's open communicative communicative respectful honest you know all of those words i, I think you have if you have an equal partner who you want to be you should want the same thing from your partner
0: and I, I agree and i think a lot of that is lost in today's society specifically with um like relationships being so
1: one-sided flighty?
0: F- well one-sided but flighty too like nobody takes like there's the hookup culture is the word that i'm looking yep. for like everybody's in it for the hookup culture all the dating apps are for hookup cultures and we're very so i'm married we're very traditional like we we're very we both have the same ideas on on wanting to keep the nuclear family together and to fight for, you know, our marriage and fight for the things and fight through it all. And I think nowadays people are just so quick to give up, but the, set, the whole alpha females is an interesting, or the alpha male, alpha females an interesting conversation, especially now too, given today's um, societal climate. So talk to me a little bit about the toxic masculinity. Have you had that conversation on your show? Have you thought about what toxic, or I'm sorry, to- yeah, toxic masculinity. Yeah. What are your thoughts on toxic masculinity? Do you feel like that plays a role in this possibly a little bit?
1: Um, it or does. Uh, I, it does. If you have, if you have the partner who is a, you know, I guess a feminist, you know, masculine mm-hmm. men and feminist female or toxic feminist female can't go co- and go co- exist in the same roof because they're both trying to outdo the other toxic masculinity comes when you're trying to project yourself onto your partner and which then lowers him down the, the latter. Okay. So when it comes to having someone that's gonna bow, bre- bow, beat you, brow, beat you, sorry, I could talk, mm-hmm. um, you know, calls you out, makes up things, lies to you, cheats on you, projects on you, that, that right there is, is they're, they're projecting the, their what they actually want onto you. And it it lowers you down the ladder. It takes away your self-confidence. It takes away your reason for being in that relationship at all.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you feel like maybe the toxic masculinity? Cause when I think of masculinity, I think of exactly what you're talking about. The strong alpha male makes this that yeah, that uh, complements his alpha female that strong you know the power couple like you talked mm-hmm. about the toxic masculinity is basically like brow exactly that it's brow beating down you know the men men, do you feel like maybe we need more masculine men right now and do you feel like the masculinity in men as a whole is in trouble with the way that society is going given like um the what do you got? Like people don't even know if they're boys, what do they call them? Gender (laughs) fluid fluidity.
1: Well, yeah, it all, it all goes down to our kids, right? You've got boys who are growing up to be boys. You don't want them to grow up to hit girls. You don't want them to grow up to yell at people just because they can. You don't want them stealing. You don't want them to do all of the things, you know, the traditional things, but then it gets turned on the boys. It gets turned on, well, you're a toxic masculine, Your are toxic right. masculinity for coming out. So you try feminizing all of your children. When you go to take over a country, I'm going to, I'm going to go way extreme on this. When you go to take over That's the good. country, you've got to eliminate the men. You've got to eliminate the the masculine men and the masculine boys, because if you don't have that masculinity, that urge to fight, the urge to protect, the urge to defend yourself, you take away all of that. Now you're left with submissive victims. So if you can if you can beat down or beat that out of young boys, then you've accomplished your goal of having that feminine male growing up that is just submissive, that just won't fight for himself, his family, his country going forward. You have to eliminate that. And it starts out from our from our young kids, our young boys in school.
0: Do you think it's being done on purpose by 100% do you okay guy? I was kind of kind of careful saying this because it gets kind of conspiracy theory with it I mean we've talked about how basically like the the elite or the people in charge that they have blown up the nuclear family they've removed yeah. the fathers from the household leaving the mothers and the children uh, defenseless and that was all done by design and they did it because then it makes people easier to control and then the feminist movement as a whole too same kind of thing. They, they weaponized the feminist movement to browbeat these masculines so badly that now there's nobody to protect anybody. It's exactly what you said. Now they can come in and, and take over the country. Do you feel like there's a shift possibly to like, do you feel like there's enough of us that see it and that are pushing back to maybe change the course of direction that we're going? Or do you think we're just fucked? Uh,
1: I hope so. I I believe that there is, I believe that you have, well, I I believe that you have homeschooling numbers going through the roof right now. Okay. I believe that the majority of the people who are homeschooling their children are more traditionalists. So you're going to pull them out of the, that toxic school, public school, indoctrinating school system to, and and my kids are still in the school system. So, you know, whatever, but (laughs) That that homeschool mentality, you're put, you're giving them traditional roles, or they're you're you're being taught a religious base which has those roles as well. So, to answer your question, yes, I believe that we are on a good path to regain control over what the traditional roles should be. But I don't want to go all the way traditional of, of you know, women don't get to. Vote. own
0: land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, want,
1: I want to go back to that point. I believe that women and men should have all equal uh, equality across the, the spectrum. But when it comes to traditional roles, I believe that we need to have young boys fulfill those roles and be taught those roles. Um, what I think it was Michael Patterson said, you don't want to be a gardener in a war. You should be a warrior in the garden. And I believe that if okay. we can teach our men how to, or if we can teach our young boys how to be men, be strong, be monsters, and then control it, our future of our country is going to be a lot better because we will have men standing up for themselves, for their family, for their country.
0: I would agree. And I think that's exactly what we need right now because we have a lot of coming from kind of an alpha female standpoint. And we, we've talked about this a lot that the reason you've got so many alpha females that are running around is because our masculine have been so demasculized that they can't stand up for, for what's right. And they can't stand up for their women. And, and now we're kind of to this point and this is all generational too, right? This, this didn't start necessarily with yours and my generation. This kind of started with the boomers a little bit and probably the boomers parents, this whole like movement of, uh, the traditional roles and how they got switched and, um, you know, like I said, removing the father and the, the husband from the house and then making the, the, the female or the feminine and the children depend on the government, right. To get government assistant, to get government aid, to get government subsidiaries because the men were addicted. I think it was drugs. Well, it was alcohol during like the Prohibition time. And then it became drugs during like in the early nineties, sending all the men to jail. And then the government became our husband and our daddy. And now we had to fend for ourselves. And now women, I'm seeing a lot of women, thankfully, kind of being able to step out of that alpha female role that they play and and back into the feminine role that they're, they're born to do. And I'm happy about that. Like, I'm pretty traditional. I stay home with my kids. My kids go to traditional school, too. We did homeschool for a year. They hated it. It's fine. They went to school. So I sent them back. And, but I stay home, you know, I make all the dinners. I do the girl, I do all the traditional 50. I I don't wear the skirts, but the traditional fifties wife stuff. I do the laundry. I do all the house. stuff. I run this house, I run our budget. Um, and then my husband works and I like it. I don't feel like it's, it's anti-feminine. You know, I run my show and I run my, my business on the side and I, but I, it allowed me to because my husband was able to step up and kind of take over and be the, the, the mask and be the alpha. It allowed me to kind of breathe and take a step back and not have to be that constant strength and presence. I think a lot of women would love to step back into that, that more feminine role, but they feel like they can't right now.
1: Well, with the, the price of everything. And I think COVID actually brought that out. And I, I want to relate having Those two years where we were under lockdown and people, everybody says we don't, people aren't wanting to go to work. They don't want to go work anymore. Well, they've figured out how to manage their households with one income. We didn't Mm -hmm. have two incomes before, you know, in the fifties, we only had one income. The man Mm -hmm. went to work, the woman stayed at home. She ran the house. That was her, that was her job. But now with COVID, we only have one income working. So I think we've learned how to go back and and kind of reduce our lifestyles in the last two years to have one income to where the other one doesn't need to go back to work. Now, as Mm -hmm. a functioning economy, we've learned we've got to have workers out there. So we can't have the best of both worlds. We've got to start taking back the economy, I guess, to be more functioning without having all of the workers needed. But we're getting back to those traditional roles. So in in like your situation right there, your husband goes out and works and you keep control of everything, but you've got one income with a side hustle, you know, on
0: your side hustle.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it works. And I think a lot of families started going back to that once when COVID hit.
0: And I want to touch on, on that. And I want to touch on the side hustle, but James has got a question. He wants to know, do you feel that women are being forced back in traditional living because of what they're doing to our children?
1: I believe so. Yeah, I think, I think when it, so, so let me go back when my wife and I, when we got together, she had a job and I had a job when, mm-hmm. when we started having children, we decided that she was going to stay at home because the daycare cost alone was her paycheck. Correct. So why, are we, why are we having somebody else we raise her children just so that she can drive across town, get a coffee every day, have lunch and not bring anything home. Just seem that just seems mm-hmm. silly. So we only had one income for the longest time. And now with what has been going on with the tearing apart of the that family and you having to go out, divorce being normalized and and them, mm-hmm. you know, everybody living their own lives, you've had to go out and work. But now to answer his question, I believe that. These families are going, wait a second. We've got all of this outside evil, this outside, all these forces trying to tear families apart. One of us needs to stay at home and protect our children. Mm
0: -hmm. So yeah,
1: I, 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 to answer this question. Yes. I believe that what is going on today is forcing women to stay home because usually the man makes more money in, in most cases, and Mm -hmm. she's staying at home to protect the family.
0: And then, and I would agree with that. We, we did the exact same thing. We were paying, it was my, almost my whole paycheck for our kids to go to daycare. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make any, plus then the gas to get there. and back. I mean, we, were I wasn't bringing home hardly nothing. So after a while, um, I eventually did quit after, you know, he had been at his job for, I don't know, a few years for as long as he had. And I eventually quit and then, but it was, it was a big transition I get, cause there's a social aspect of it and I had worked all my life. And so I never knew what it was like to be a stay-at-home mom is a huge transition. But d- when the mass things hit, when COVID hit, I would consider this one of the silver linings was that the nuclear family was almost forced to come back together because, uh-huh. because of the big and scary things that were out there that we didn't, I think we knew about, but we didn't pay any attention to. And I didn't want my kids wearing masks to school. And I didn't want my kids going to a school that had vaccine clinics in the gym. None of that made any sense to me. And so we ended up, you know, we pulled them out for a year and we ended up moving. We ended up leaving the district over it, which was fine because I was home. So it didn't matter. Like we could have went anywhere because I was home and I could take care of things. And that was it. Um, I want to touch back on on what you talked about with like uh, the kids and and like the jobs and stuff like that. We had talked about this a little bit too. So kids nowadays, so his kids are growing up, but I don't know how old your kids are. How old are your kids? Can I ask? Uh,
1: 17. Okay. 17, 13, and 12.
0: So they're old. So I'm assuming they've been on the internet probably. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. That's all we have every day.
0: So I run a YouTube team. My oldest, my oldest is 20. And when he was younger, he talked to me. He's like, I want to be a YouTuber. And I used to kind of be like, no, you got to get a real job first, right? And I used to, you know, and he got a real job eventually. He works; he has a good job, but he still does the YouTube stuff. But I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at other kids out there. They're like 17, 18 that are making a hundred, 200,000 a year on YouTube. And they're not going to college and they're not, they're not continuing their education. They're not, they're simply doing YouTube or they're doing Twitch and they're doing, what is your opinion on the, the future of colleges? Like in-person colleges now that, We have the internet and everything is so readily accessible and you can actually, if you've got the goods that God gave you naturally, you can actually make a decent income as, and if you can live within your means, you can do what you love online and not have to actually go to school to get any kind of degree or anything like that. Do you feel like maybe are your kids looking at going to college? My kids, they want, they both want to be YouTubers.
1: I I believe that the four year university is a waste of money. Unless you're going to okay. go be a doctor, a lawyer, you know something like that, that you got to go get the proper education for. Trade schools, I believe, are what should be pushed, not four-year universities. Trade schools, plumbers, HVAC, um, house builders, you know, electricians, stuff like that, welders. Mm-hmm. That is what I believe should be should be pushed. If you're, if your children who are in that high school age or or don't really know what they want to do, at least go to a trade school or a junior college, take a general business class, a general, you know, just general classes at a junior college. You're going to save a shit ton of money instead Mm -hmm. of forcing yourself through a four year switching majors halfway through, or you not even coming out and doing what you're doing. I have a degree. I have a degree in criminal justice with a minor in social, like I said earlier, I'm not using it. It ended up being a waste. I went there to play baseball. Somehow they handed me a degree, but it was a waste of money in the, in the long run, because I'm not doing what I went to school for Right now, after starting a family, I chose not to keep pursuing it. So that was kind of on my own, my own admission, but I don't believe we need colleges and universities. If you don't have one of those degrees that you need to have it, doctor, lawyer, you know, so on and so forth. I believe taking certain classes, if you know, your son wants to be a, a YouTube star, having a business class, having right. other classes that support what he wants to do, I believe is is something that you should do, but I believe we should be sending our kids to trade schools.
0: Agreed. With that, you guys, we're going to take a 10 second, like the live break. I've got 45 people in here. So if we could take 10, 9, 8 and go like the live 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 one. Thank you guys so much for liking live. And again, thank you so much for being here. We love your faces. Do you feel like the four-year universities are going to be obsolete in the next? Do you, I kind of do too. That's why I was kind of curious.
1: Number one, the cost. What is your, what is your cost? Your, your cost for a school has got to be in the 50, 60,000s by the time you're done, maybe even more than that hundred thousand by the time you're done Mm -hmm. to do what?
0: My husband's was like sixty. And he has for an HR degree, he's got his bachelor's in HR and he, he's a, he's a plant manager for a company. He doesn't use it. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. How many people do you know that have degrees that that's not what they're doing now? They, they, why can't you have like an accountant, you know, an accountant, you got to go spend all this money to be an accountant that you could do at a junior college, or you could do at a trade school, or they just taught you at the job. How to be an accountant, and then that was your career. Why are we putting all of our kids in debt just to, you know? And I'm, gonna, I'm going to say this complete asshole-ish. Why are we teaching, spending all this money to teach our kids how to count, to add and subtract numbers, you know, right when they could just do it on the job if that's what they want to do? And there's a position open. Interview the kid, find out how smart the he or she is, mm-hmm. and then hire based on that, if he's got a a, a general idea of how to keep a checkbook, which is what we should be teaching in high school, keeping checkbooks, balancing budget
0: sheets. We don't do that anymore. There's a lot they don't teach in school that they should Mm -hmm. like your credit. Like nobody talked to me about credit. I went to go buy my first home when I was like 20. My credit was like 300. (laughs) It's like, I was like, what do you mean? I can't, buy? I had, I had a decent job. I'm like, what do you mean I can afford this? And they're like, nah, they laughed me out the bank. <laughs> I was like, I had no idea what a credit score was. Yep. I had no idea what, what health insurance. I really didn't, they didn't teach me any of that in school, but I can, I knew what like Pi times square was, which I've never used ever. Yeah.
1: Lots of stuff that we've never used, but that was what we had to pass in order to get advanced to the next grade. We used to have home ec. Did you take home ec then- when you were growing up?
0: Oh Yeah. I, okay. made, I made pants and a blanket.
1: Sew so together footballs as pillows and, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, potholders. We learned how to make no bake cookies.
0: Yep. We but, did too. We learned how to make meatloaf.
1: Yeah. But mm-hmm. in that class as well, you know, we touched on a checkbook. We touched on some other stuff, but that should have been a class. There should be like a life lesson class, not, Geography or geometry, not, you know, trigonometry, not calculus. You know, if that's stuff that you want to do for the job that you want to do, or if that's the road that you need to take on for the career that you want, then take it. But your general basic kid does not need to know how to do trigonometry when they could take the life class.
0: Right. And the life class, that's just it. Like the home ec and the life class when I was in school was an elective. You didn't have to take it. Mm. You just, you weren't offered. It was either that or you could do shop. you
1: You took a oh yours was yeah you had to take a quarter of shop you had to take a quarter of of home ec and then i think you had to have a band i think that's where we had chorus uh choir or band or something i can't remember if that was the other one it was it was kind of broke up like that
0: i was a big choir kid i did all the choir stuff and band
1: i i had a i played saxophone
0: of course you did you seem like you would play you'd be a (laughs) saxophone guy Guy yeah. that played all the sports and played saxophone. You'd be that guy. I was, never I into anything,
1: my mom, my mom would send me downstairs and she shut that door. So it never turned into anything, but <laughs> I, had, I had a silver saxophone.
0: Oh man. That would have been, I never did the band thing. I couldn't read music. I still can't to this day. I cannot read music notes to save my life. I don't get it. Um, I had another question too. I don't remember what it was. And then I did. Oh, what are your, so to, to tag to the the college stuff, right? And we talk about the kids, the kids are getting, my husband did too. He got completely just bamboozled when he took out his student loans. They really didn't talk to him about paying it back. They didn't talk to him about the market for HR and how saturated it was. They didn't talk to him about, he was going to pay $500 a month, the equivalence of a rent in order to start paying these back uh-huh. as soon as he graduated. So they kind of bamboozled him, but What are your thoughts on the administration, the current administration, making the promise to pay off or to forgive these student loans for these kids, which really isn't forgiveness. They're going to be liquidating them out to the taxpayers is what's going to be happening. Well, number Uh, one,
1: it's unconstitutional. It's It's not going to happen. that's what i
0: keep saying but he keeps he keeps promising people that yeah
1: i mean he can promise it all he wants it's not gonna pass it's it's unconstitutional he can go out and tell every homeowner look if you give me your vote i'm gonna pay off your home he can go out and say it people are gonna believe him and they're gonna vote for him because fuck i'm gonna get a new you're gonna pay off my house i'll give you my vote for that but it's do you think that they're still
0: buying into that shit i guarantee it
1: how many people do you still see in masks
0: stop enough it depends on the state yeah. i yeah. hear none i'm in iowa
1: so uh, but- if 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 all he has to do is say it and they're going to believe him but when it comes to paying off your your student loans i i believe that you need to if you took out the loan you should be able to pay it now if the government if it's right. government backed it's really already paid for so make it pay a make it easier to pay back. We're doing all of this other stuff to make things easier on, you know, uh, immigrants coming in and and checking in and and doing that process, bringing in illegals and just making them citizens. Why can't we make the student loan repayment setup easier for people to pay back their loans instead of, hey, taxpayer, you're now going to pay Sally's student loan back or you're going to just just pay them because now they're not learning anything they went and they wasted a hundred thousand dollars on a basket weaving (laughs) degree and now they can't even use it so and what have they done they've done absolutely nothing they've learned nothing because they have a basket weaving degree but now they have this debt that just written off so what, what what are they learning
0: it's, it's, I know a lot of people are frustrated by it because a lot of people, us included, like we paid up. My husband's loans are paid off. We paid them off eventually, but a lot of people are frustrated because then again, it does seem like these kids just are getting kind of, and it's a lot of these, I don't, I don't like to do the labels. A lot of these liberal kids going for their liberal arts degree and then working at Starbucks and it's.
1: Well, yeah. And you're, like, making, man, you, you, you're making $16 an hour. You have an payment, you have your bills, you have your cell phone, you have your car payment. And then now you've got this student loan payment on top. Well, you're going to pay for all that other shit first, before you make your student loan payment back. Plus yeah. you've got to have money to go out clubbing on a Friday night. So that's when you get into trouble of not repaying back your student loan de- debt. I did. I, I struggled paying mine back for a while. We did. Once it gets paid off, you're like, I'm glad I did that because that was my debt to pay. The, I have, one month, I have uh, one month left to make my last truck payment. I am, I am looking so forward to that payment being made because now I own it. I own mm-hmm. it outright. Nobody else can have a claim to it. That's my truck now. It's the same thing when you make your last student loan payment.
0: I just, I don't think those kids are ever going to get that sense of pride. I've been there. I, I know how that feels like to make that last payment. And that, that's too bad because it's a big life lesson for you too. It, it makes you more grateful for what you have mm-hmm. um, versus having things handed to you. So weaponized cat says, if he is going to be president, better Nassar, everybody thoughts on Kanye West being president. Have you been into that at, I can't no. West. I, I know campaign.
1: that Conway con Conway, Kanye uh, he's got, you know, his, his, he's trying to rebuild his, uh, persona. Everybody wrote him off as crazy, and you start diving into that with with everything that's going on and him speaking out against the Illuminati. I guess that's that's crazy. That, that just of of uh, I and I'm just starting to get into that of of breaking down. You've got this uh, Balenciaga mm-hmm. stuff coming out. It's always been there. You just you've had to been you have to just open your eyes and see it but Kanye has done a lot of crazy stuff. He's been a part of it. He's come out of it. And now he's in the same boat as Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, I believe has rebuilt himself back and now he's starting to speak out and people are hearing what he's saying. I think Kanye is on that same track to get to where Mel Gibson is at.
0: I think he should stay on that track and not be president of the United States. I like what Kanye is doing. I'm not here for him. I'm not sure what the hell he's doing with the running of, for the United States. But, yeah, Kanye West is not not suicidal. Who He is. He is coming out. The Balenciaga thing, That so – man, they got canceled. Like, this is why I said, do you think things are getting better? And this is one of the reasons I think that they are. People caught on to it. They caught on to it fast, and then they canceled them within hours. It mm-hmm. was over, and it's over for them. They'll never come back from this as the original name they never ever will. And then everybody tied it all together. They pulled up old posts of Valenciaga had the same type of shit in it. And no just nobody noticed though because nobody was paying attention. There no. are so many good people that are paying attention now. You're not going to slip shit by us. We're going to catch it and when we do, we're going to out you and when that happens, you're done. We're 100%. not we're not putting up with we're not putting up Hollywood and their bullshit anymore. I'm no. I'm over all of it. The Ellen and the Tom Hanks and All of it. You're all done. Like we are Hollywood now. This is your entertainment. This is the Grammys. We're pretty good at it too. I'm going
1: to, I'm going to, I'll write my acceptance speech now.
0: (laughs) Please do. Um, I don't know. I, the Kanye, I don't know what, I don't know what Kanye West is doing. I know that. It can't be much worse than I guess our current administration. (laughs) I I don't
1: want want Donald Trump to run. I love the apprentice. I love the apprentice okay. because because doing what I do I'm always trying to promote and I'm and I'm and I would put myself in well what would Donald say if I brought this up to him in a presentation what would Donald say that's how I used to do a lot of things he was a game show host I I wanted I voted for Ted Cruz I went third party because I definitely wasn't voting for Hillary I definitely didn't want Donald Trump Ted Cruz was the next guy up But I do like a lot of his policies. Is he loud? Is he brash? At least you know, and I said this today on my podcast, at least with Donald Trump, you know what you're getting. You're getting that guy that's going to overinflate everything that he says. It's huge. It's great. It's the best. But with Hillary Clinton, with Joe Biden, they're going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. They're going to tell you, yeah, we're going to take care of all your problems for you. We're going to pay off your student loan debt and then spin right back around and then do their agenda. They've got your vote. They don't need you anymore. That's why they, they, they take advantage of, of the, the low income. They take advantage of the black population. They tell them exactly what they want to hear. And then they turn their backs on them
0: with Donald Trump. At least
1: when he comes out and says something, he's going to do it.
0: People fall for it every single fucking Mm -hmm. time too. every single time. and, I'm beating my brains out with this because they're like, he's gonna pan. No, he's not. And we said that before it even came out. Like, he's, there's no way he's gonna do this. There's, I don't know if he can or he can't, but there's no way that this is gonna happen. It's sure shit. Two days after midterms, well, you can't do that. It's constitutionally incorrect. You can't go out and make that kind of promise through Congress. And it's done. And people were like, oh, well, that's because Republicans voted it down. No, it's because. <laughs> it's because let me let me ask you this. Let me ask done. you this. Yeah, when it
1: comes to You know, you just said it with the, with the, the Republicans voted it down. They didn't vote that down. They voted the 15 other things associated. Do you believe from this point forward, every bill should be one bill,
0: one bill, three, maybe, maybe one bill with a, a max two to three items, but this whole, like introducing bills with 40 different line items at two hours before it's supposed to hit the floor. Like, nobody has time to read that. I don't time. then no. they do it in the middle of the night. This mm-hmm. is why, and I again, I hate to go with the labels of the Democrats versus the Republicans, but the Democrats are the historically, historically the party that constantly does this. Nancy Pelosi constantly did this. And then people, and I could just, the next morning, I could just see them. They were like, Republicans voted down extra health care for veterans. Well, no, they voted down another $45 billion to be sent to Ukraine for money laundering. Mm-hmm. that's what they actually voted down but that's not the it's the media the media spins it that way and that's that's our biggest problem too is our mainstream media because the yeah. mainstream media they control We're the new form of think. media
1: where we, we get, are in you know it's not it's just not the little extra lambo podcast it's not the shipwreck show it's there's a, a bunch of other podcasts but we put out more news actual news than your nbc cbs abc who are so full of agenda items that they're just pushing a narrative they're not mm-hmm. they're not telling stories they're not doing the research behind that they're doing the research to make their point valid for the agenda that they
0: want to spread where well and people news. people are starting to notice it too because it's just now today so cnn's laying off a shit ton of people because nobody's watching cnn anymore the ratings are are in the garbage mm-hmm. cnn is laying off a ton of people i saw something else that somebody another new i don't remember what news company it was now off the top of my head they're canceling like their sunday their sunday solo line or whatever because they can't afford to do it because nobody's watching it, nobody's reading it. it turns out people don't like to be lied to mm-hmm. and the media Weird. did nothing but lie to us f- probably forever but i think really people didn't start to notice so 2019 2020 People really didn't start to notice until Donald Trump. Yeah. Because if you, if you weren't paying attention, if you weren't watching Trump's speech, I get why you hate him because the media is telling you to hate him. But if you watch the speech and you watched it real time, you'll recognize that he said none of what they're accusing him of, that he's not, he didn't do anything that they're accusing him of. And that was kind of the great awakening with the media is I that
1: COVID as well, when you're at home with oh, COVID, I- what, what did you have time to do? Well, we just had a TikToks. speech by some politicians. Let's let's right. start researching this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's I believe the the COVID is what's killing these mainstream media networks, is because we actually had time to go in, research what they were saying, and then call them out on their bullshit.
0: And we did it, and we did it very effectively too, because it was MSNBC. Thank you, MSNBC is pulling their solo Sunday spot because nobody's watching it anymore. Mm-hmm. And you were right, podcasts. These The podcasts, your content creators too. A lot of their people get their TikTok or get their news from TikTok or from Instagram or social media sites. If Elon Musk can pull this out of his ass with Twitter and it sounds like Apple's going to let him stay. He met with Apple today. They're going to let him stay regardless of the moderation uh, issues that they have. If he can pull this out and then if he can add in Vine so that mm-hmm. you can make your, your TikToks on Twitter, Twitter would be... Main mainstream media be dead, yeah. Because Twitter Twitter will take it over. Whether or not that's a good thing that Elon Musk is the sole owner of that, I don't know. But that that remains to be seen.
1: Yep. Nope. But it keeps running.
0: Yeah. But then they're done, and Fox News too. And I know a lot of people they like Fox News, and that's great. Same company.
1: It's all under BlackRock. They're
0: all uh, yeah. They're all they're all under BlackRock. They're all owned by the same company.
1: They're all feeding you the same agenda. I'll say this about Twitter, Facebook, and and TikTok and all that. That's great if you get your news from there, you get the story Mm -hmm. from there, but research it.
0: Absolutely. Look it all up for yourself. If it doesn't look right, then go look it up. And do not like, and that's one thing too. I try to be really careful about putting in any kind of bias. It just happens, so happens, that a lot of the bad (laughs) shit that's going on happens to be on one side right now. But that's not me saying that the Democrats have always been bad. I don't think they have, and I don't think all Democrats are bad either. It just so happens right now that a lot of the swamp happens to be part of the Democratic Party.
1: Yeah. That's just the way it is. I have have a lot of liberal Democrat friends. They're good people. They'll give you the shirt off their back. They go to Mm -hmm. their their job every day. They come home to their families. They're doing the same thing I'm doing. They just see the outcome of things a different way. They watch a different news channel than I do. Mm -hmm. They're the same people that I am. It's the people, it's the leadership that is affecting what is going on with this country. I believe that's where the problems are of. within the political ranks that's where our problems are with this country i don't believe it's the people once both sides of the people figure out that we're more we we have more of them than more of us than them government's done china's doing it right now china's fighting back right now from all their covid mandates oh yeah we're gonna see that america's gonna see that and we're gonna go you know what lambo he's the same as i am i might be democrat he might be republican But I know that he's got my back if we ever need to fight back against the tyrannical government.
0: Agreed. I agree. And Lambo, my guys, we're at the top of our hour. And usually with our guests, I give them the opportunity to say something at the end of every live. If you had the attention of the world for the next 30 30 seconds to a minute, what would you say?
1: Be kind. Be kind. You don't know what day that people have had. You don't know where people are coming from, what struggles they're dealing with. Just be kind. If somebody says thank you, say thank you back. If somebody says good morning, say good morning back. Somebody grabs something off the top of the shelf to get it for you because you're struggling getting it, Just say thank you. Just be nice.
0: Be nice. Be kind, everybody. I love it. It's perfect. And Lambo, thank you so much for coming on. You guys, thank you so much for being here tonight. So tonight is Wednesday, meaning we are not live again until Friday. We have, hey, y'all coming back on. I haven't built the broadcast yet. Because I'm still making sure that she's still to go, but that'll be Friday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time with Hey Y'all. You guys, we love your faces. Again, thank you so much, Lambo. Keep her moving. Take it easy. You, Tell probably. your mama I says hi. Absolutely. And watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Back off. I'll take you one. Head strong to take on anyone I know that you are wrong You head strong you head strong Take you on! If really strong, ding dong, take you on... Back off, I'll take you on! Head strong to take on anyone I know that you are wrong you hedged wrong you hedged wrong